Episode number 24 of Send Help, a special edition of Send Help. We got the Nick Square Show. It is back. It's Nick LaRosa, Nick Roy. Uh, That's what it is. That's right. Pat Puzo is uh, currently, I think, in Las Vegas. I'm not sure if he's there yet, uh, or Reno, or Nevada. I don't know where he is. You know more than me. I didn't even know where he was going. Right. I don't know where he's going or what he's up to, but you know what? He is not here today. He's, uh, you know, on a little vacation. Good for him. We're proud of him. Um, we're going to try to get him on for a segment for next week because he'll be gone, I think, until next Tuesday. Uh, we'll miss him, but, you know, he's having a good time out in uh, the West Coast. But, you know, it is the Nick Squared Show. Nick, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, solid weekend of sports. And, uh, you know, we're getting through it, getting through the week. It was solid um, a little bit. Uh, it was also a little yeah. Sad. It, was a little, it was a little sad for you. I know. We're gonna get into the Rangers later on. Uh, I was. I don't even know what to say. I'm very. I, I, I'm honestly just like kind of numb because like I, they were one of the hottest teams. But you know, we'll get into that after this. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna start today's show with uh, the seven inning doubleheader yesterday for the Yankees. Um, I think we talked about it a little bit before. I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was gonna hate it. Yeah, this was the um the first time that I think people on the East Coast were able to watch the seven inning doubleheaders because I know um, Detroit and Cincinnati had uh, one the other day, but right. um but this was our first experience, you know, with the local team. Um, I think it was pretty interesting. Um, I, I liked it for the most part. I wish there was an extra two innings in that first game. Um, no doubt in my mind, Yankees would have been walking away with a W there, but um. You know, it is what it is. Uh, I thought it was very interesting, though. And you know what? It, I, I don't think it'll impact the stats. And uh, I think it, it worked out well pr- uh, for this season especially. Right. And like you said, like the first game, like, and I, we were talking about this before too, Booney uh, after the game said the first game was probably two innings too short and the second game was just right. Uh, Yankees lost the first game 11-7. to They were down 11-3 to in that bottom of the seventh inning, which was technically the bottom of the ninth. And – Angel Hernandez sucks. Called a really terrible strike call on – was it Voight, right, on that inside uh, pitch? Uh, Ooh, Ford. It was Ford, Ford. Ball – I mean, if you look at the overhead, the ball is a cutter, but it was clearly uh, like three or four inches off the plate. Uh, and second he's, game, thrown, yeah. he's thrown that pitch uh, before, and, and it, they were called balls earlier in the, in the inning. So it's just, it's just mind-baffling to me. Yeah, we know Angel Hernandez is one of the worst umpires in the league. Um, typical of him, you know. Yeah. Uh, but the Yankees in the second game, Boyd homered. Uh, and then in the top of the seventh, which is technically the top of the ninth, Talkman doubled the right center. And then Urshela. Uh, so, that, so the guys that helped us out last year continue to stay hot. Oh, my God. Uh, it, they, let me, I, I, it, just, just, it just goes to show you how amazing Brian Cashman is just finding these guys. Tremendous. Gio Urshela is a stud. Like everybody was really um, weary of right. this of this coming into this season. They weren't sure. Okay, you know we we know uh, the defense is there, but can he keep up offensively? And Urshela has done more than that, in my opinion. He has just been phenomenal, and he's, and, keeping, and, he's keeping Miggy on the bench. Uh, and actually, uh, breaking news today: Miggy has been designated to the next spring training site. Yep. Yep. So. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, that just goes to show you how good Urshela has been. He's hitting 333. He's probably one of the best defensive third basemen in baseball. Um, and Duhar didn't, didn't get enough swings, in my opinion. He was hitting 071. He only had 11 at-bats. Um, it's definitely tough because, you know, we, we, we love Miggy and we loved him a couple years ago, but that's what happens when um, you get injured, man. Like, someone comes in and takes your spot and – I mean, the rest right now is history. I mean, I'm sure things can change it later on. But Wiseka, another guy, pitched pitched good, pitched well yesterday. One run, three hits. He only, he only let up three hits all day, and that was it. Um, Big fan of Johnny Lasagna. I think the only thing that I'm nervous about with the Yankees is, uh, and I'm not even nervous about it. It's just I don't like him. Is Hap? Hap stinks. He's stinky. Uh, he's terrible, actually. <laughs> I mean, there's just no. I I agree. I mean, it's just it's really difficult. Um, to give up that many walks and that many home runs and still be on an MLB roster. 
Um, it really makes you think that, you know, Clark Schmidt should be up here and uh, Jordan Montgomery should be an everyday fifth or, you know, every fifth day starter. He is uh, starting tonight, Montgomery. Montgomery? Oh, good. Okay. I wasn't sure if they were going to go with him last night. Um, See, I thought they were when I put my very bed interesting. in. That's what I thought, too, because it did say that. On, it said he was starting the 7 p.m. game. So I was like, yep, okay, yep. cool. Yeah. And I hear the, uh, yeah, and then I hear the boonie saying, oh, well, we'll play it by ear. So, Well, I think the reason for that, Nick, is because the Yankees are playing um, – I, I can't even count how many games it is. But, like, yesterday they played two. They're playing Philly again today. And then they play four against Tampa over a three-day stretch because they have a doubleheader on Saturday. So that's technically what eight, seven or eight games from Wednesday to Sunday. I guess you can don't have to count the Monday game against Philly. So they're really playing a lot of games. So I think what they're trying to do is make sure that Cole and the guys at the top still get their five days. Yeah. Um, which I, I appreciate because you got Montgomery tonight, then you got Tanaka on Friday night, and then uh, Cole's going to start one of the two doubleheader games. And then they probably will start, you know, Chad Green, maybe another one. And then you got Paxton, Hap, Tanaka, Cole, Paxton. You know what I mean? So I think that's their plan. Um, it is tough. You never know with this kind of stuff. Uh, seven innings, though, like we didn't have to burn too many pitchers. But, yeah, the Yankees, you know, took uh, – they lost their first game since uh, a long time ago, since they lost to the Nationals in game two. But the Yankees already have a four-game lead in the American League East. Uh which is basically like a 12-game lead at this point. Uh, I think it's clear who's winning that division. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I'm super excited to watch Boston just completely fall on their face as of late, after, especially after that sweep with the Yankees. As right. you know, I took the Red Sox under 30 and a half, so I am feeling pretty good right now about that. Speaking of falling flat on their face, I wanted to bring this up real quick. Uh, our good friend Jose Altuve is hitting 146 this year. Serves him right. 48 at-bats, 7 hits. Karma's a bitch. 146. The could only guy hitting imagine, well is... Could you Correa. imagine if, like, the three of their careers... Correa, oh, Correa is still hitting well? Yeah, he's hitting 400. Jesus, I hate hey, him Correa's so good. much. They're all good, by the way. But it's just... It serves them right to hit 146. Bregman's hitting 213. Uh, Gurriel's fine. He's hitting 286. Springer's hitting 195. Um... So, yeah, and Reddick's hitting 237, so they can suck my ass, all of them. I want to know where they're scoring these runs. I feel like they're still putting up a decent amount of runs every game. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, though. They are a good team. Uh, they're actually – I think they're 6-5. and five. They're not having the best start, but, you know, they're still – I think they'll be in the playoffs, especially with the expanded playoffs. But yeah. I just wanted to bring it up that our good friend stinks, um, our good friend Jose Altuve. Well, hopefully – you know what? I, I – He's already he's going to get paid his money, right? Because he has he probably has some sort of contract in place. I just hope he sucks throughout that contract, because you know I want him to feed his family, but I also want him to suck really bad. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, we were talking about it before. the The Rangers had their playoff series. They had it. It's already over. Started on Saturday. Uh, that shit's over. Let me tell you uh, something. As as a as a hockey fan, kind of looking in, I was shocked at how how many missed opportunities they had mixed in with the amount of amazing saves that that Carolina goalie was making. I'm going to tell you that I'm not surprised, and I'll tell you why. It's because the Rangers were the, one of the hottest teams before the stoppage. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're, and they were, they're a young team, but they weren't great all year. And then they went on this hot streak, a 13, 15-game streak, where they were making a playoff push. So I think if the season continued, they would have been in a lot different mindset, a lot different yeah. you know, headspace. Yeah. Um, and, and it goes, and then they, you know, they, they just, they just got swept, man. Like it sucks, but you know, it's good. The Rangers still have a chance for the number one pick. Uh, now they have a really good chance. I'm pretty sure I forgot what it is, but I know they have a really good chance. And it goes to show you the Bruins, by the way, were like 10 points ahead of people at the end of the regular season. And now the Bruins have lost the top seed because they've lost the two, their two round robin games. They have two left, but they lost two of them. Oh, Wow. So like the, and they were, and, and technically they wouldn't lose it because there's only four games I think they're playing round robin so, and they have like a ten game lead for points but that's not how they're doing it yeah they're so like it's that's, going that's by the what round I'm robin. saying hot teams during the season you know it's it's basically what is it five months since they played they're not the same I mean they are the same team but they're not the same cohesive unit that they were five yeah ago. so I yeah. think that's what happened to the Rangers and it, this is also you think it also comes down to inexperience they just have a lot of young guys on the team you know that were that weren't really ready for postseason hockey yet 
or maybe yes. they needed the opportunity to kind of earn it more like with a, with the, you know, pre COVID if COVID never happens. Yeah. I think they, they were on their way to like, you know, their young team and they were learning how to win over the yeah. last couple of years and they were making a push. They might not have made it, but they were going to make a push. And then yeah. next year, I think everyone, I still think everyone's super excited for next year. And it always was that way with the Rangers, but you know, whenever your team has a chance to make the playoffs and they're making a run, you, you know, you get excited. Uh, it sucks that we lost to Carolina after we swept them in the regular season, but yeah, that was shocking too. That was, I mean, but like you said, just a hot team took, you know, the lead and then they just never looked back really. Yeah. Uh, you got to give Carolina credit. Uh, I don't know who they're going to play next. Uh, I probably, I hate to say it, but I probably won't pay a ton of attention to the NHL anymore. Um, I'll definitely watch it, you know, especially when we get later in the playoffs, but you know, once the yeah. are out for me, it, 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 it hurts. I'll tell you what it took for me to watch an NHL game. Um, I, I like, I really like the atmosphere of NHL playoff hockey, but it took game seven blues Bruins last year. And for me to have a bet on the game, to watch the game in its entirety. It is awesome, dude. It's awesome. Um, yeah. Cause I, I, love I, playoff I, hockey. I was, I was all in on the, on the blues just cause I just didn't want to see Boston win quite frankly. But, uh, for the Rangers, you just chalk it up, I guess, as a, as a learning experience. And then, you know, you come back next year and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and I think they, they have a really good chance to get the number one pick. Like I said, I don't know how that worked out. I think it's from a trade. Um, I know, all I know is they kept winning, then their number one pick would not. But the lottery chances, I'm pretty sure uh, – like, all I know is, like, a quick elimination, they were saying, for the Rangers would be good for the number one – like, to get the number one pick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think, yeah, their chances are 7.2, and the, the number one overall pick odds – is Columbus at 8.0%. So 8%, the Rangers are 7.2. They have as good a oh, chance wow. as anybody. Yeah, it, it's, pretty, it's pretty insane. I think it's because they traded with somebody. I can't remember who. But, um, oh, you know what? It's, uh, it's the Brady Shea trade with the Hurricanes. Oh, that, I, think that, I think you're right. Because yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and their own first rounder has a chance of 7%. So we, we got a couple first round picks. Um, so I think it's the best of both worlds. Like it sucks that you get swept. Um, but it's really good that you now have a chance to get two, two top 20 picks and add on to this young team and add on to Capo Caco, Zabinajad. Exactly. I'm oh really hoping. God. And Igor. I think this was the end of Henrik Lundqvist. Um, yeah, that's a sad it's, ending. That's it sucks, really sad. man. You know, you hate to see stuff. I like feel like that. does that. So you probably know more than I do, but does that usually happen with goalies? Like they just lose their touch and then they eventually just retire or do yeah. they like become a backup or something like that? Cause I know. He... Um, I think it's the same thing with Brodeur. Like Brodeur was great. Uh, Marty Brodeur for the, you're a devil fan, but I'm, I'm not sure if you watched them a ton when Brodeur was still there. Yeah, I, um, absolutely. I, uh, I know how um, important he was to the franchise and everything like that. And obviously he's one of the best goaltenders to ever play. Um, right. But, and then I think he got, ended up like, I don't know if he retired or if he, if the devils traded him to like the blues and he was a backup or something. So I'm what not, happened was basically was like he was, he was on the way out, man. He was like yeah, 19 yeah. years in. Yeah. Um, and he kept staying with the devils. Um, and Corey Schneider became the starting goalie who played 45 games. And, like, Brodeur would only play, I think, like, 39. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, and his, and his numbers went up. Like, it's kind of like what the Rangers are doing this year. Like, Lundqvist didn't start every game. Like, he was not – I don't even think he was the leading starter. I think it was uh, Igor. Uh, yeah. Shurkin. But, like, that's, that's kind of what happens, you know, as you get older. Like, the only person that can, like, still do that, like, the age is Frady. I swear to God. He's the only yeah. one I've seen, like, over 40 years old continue to be, like – just as good yeah, yeah i think by blues, i think by the time right. we're older we'll we'll be seeing more players like that though like i i feel like i mean we don't try i feel like trout has the opportunity to potentially do that but i mean feel i feel like everybody does in their prime um it just comes down to taking care of yourself i mean lebron and brady are obviously like the yeah. new the new sports superstar that can play until they're 44 years old you know it's absolutely right. insane you know, you have a couple of those. You have the Brady, maybe Breeze, and then LeBron. Those are really the top three guys, I guess, when you think about it. Yeah, 100%. Oh, by the way, quick shout-out to Aaron Judge, another home run yesterday. Oh, my God. Dude, to you say have it. no idea how excited I am. If and my dude's not hitting solos. He's hitting, he's hitting three-run jacks. Yeah, the because they're getting on base. That's the huge difference. Look, they, I mean, the strikeouts are still there for the most part with the team. You're going to expect that with a home run strikeout kind of team. But the fact that they're getting on base – they're still knocking in 
some runs, not via the home run, which is good. Um, it just comes down to when we see them against really good pitching. Um, and that's when they usually struggle in the playoffs. You know, when they so we got the Rays this weekend guy. who have good pitching. Um, yep. So we'll see how it works. And they're always a they're always a pest, but I feel like we can easily take care of them. And speaking of the weekend, we're going to get into our weekend preview uh, right now. So yeah, the Yankees are in Tampa Bay playing four games in three days. Hey, if they take three out of four, uh, I'm I'm ready to say that the division is over. I'm ready to say that. I, and I know that's early, but no, just look at the standings. Right. If the Yankees win three out of four. They will be twelve and three, and Tampa will be six and ten. Uh, I told you right now. Still, the Baltimore Orioles are in second place. Yeah, at five the and Jays six. Are, yeah, and the Blue Jays are in third at four and five. Yeah, I, I, I don't see it. I, I don't see anybody beating us in this division. Um, no, no. I think the Rays can make. Some, I mean, they're they're two games under five hundred, so the Rays obviously have a bunch of opportunity. And they're one fifth of the way through, by the way. Yeah, we're one are. fifth of the way through. Uh, once. Games. Yeah, yeah. 12 games is one-fifth yeah. of the 60. Yeah. so That, that is I pretty mean, crazy. And, dude, we're going to be at one-fourth and three more games. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going yeah. quick. It's very yep. much going fast. Uh, yeah, so I think that, that'll be a fun series to look at over the weekend. Uh, we got some good NBA games this weekend. A lot of that NBA stuff is starting to get um, – you know, I think there are – what do they got, like a week left of this stuff, I think. It's like a week left of the every other day game, right? I'm pretty sure. Um, I think that's what it is. I'm not sure. I don't know. I think the playoffs start on the 20th. I could be wrong. Uh, it's two weeks from today. But, uh, yeah, like the um, – uh, we got the uh, – tonight uh, – this is Thursday. I'm not sure if the episode will be out tonight, but it's Thursday night. The uh, Lakers play the Rockets. That'll be a fun game. Portland at Denver. Uh, Clippers and the Mavericks. Good game. A lot of fun games tonight. The Heat and the Milwaukee. Good game. Uh, Zion and them play at 130. Uh, and then Friday night, we got Boston and Toronto. Um, that's really the only good game. Oklahoma City and Memphis is important for Memphis because they're stinking it up. Uh, Clippers, Portland on Saturday. Lakers, Indiana. Uh, yeah, Bucks versus Dallas. A lot of good games for the NBA over the weekend. Bucks, Dallas should be interesting. I really like that matchup. Yeah, it's so weird because the Bucks lost to the Nets the other day. Like, what the hell? That, yeah, so Giannis and Middleton didn't play the second half, but still, like, from momentum-wise, the Nets just skyrocketed. Um, but there's... Uh, were they plus uh, 19? They were... That's... It is the... Biggest NBA upset since, like, 93? Correct. Correct. Unbelievable. They were... Uh, it was, I think, 19 and a half. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, this is why, this is why I, I, I was looking at the game and, and I've suffered with the nets throughout the regular season pre COVID because they are such a difficult team to bet. Um, they, they always overperform when you expect them to just get crushed and, um, they always suck against teams who they should be crushing. Um, and it's really ridiculous. Like they'll play like the Hornets and it'll come down to like a last second shot and that's don't cover like minus five and a half. It's ridiculous. Um, so the fact that they, they, they outright beat the bucks is just insane. And then they go the next day and just get demolished by the Celtics by freaking over 30 points. I mean, you can't make it up. Um, you literally can't make it up. It's it, it. That's what I'm saying. Like they're just, they're consistently inconsistent. That's what I like to say with the Nets. And they're, they're just a frustrating team to bet in general. So I stay away usually when it comes to Brooklyn, as much as I love rooting for them. But um, yeah, I mean, they, they, it's, I don't think they'll make any noise in the playoffs. I know they're going to be in it. I mean, um, I wish, I wish Giannis and Middleton did play that second half just so we had like more of a preview, but I mean, right. obviously they're going to get their rest in prior to the playoffs, which they I might, really they might play the Raptors though. They might play the Raptors. Yeah, if they oh yeah if they if they out if they beat right the now Magic. they're the seventh seed and they would yeah play because the Magic did lose yesterday to Toronto. Um, if the Nets play Toronto, uh, that's I don't see that. I I think that's a sweep. I think they're getting swept either way. Yeah, I'll be honest. <laughs> really, Bucks or yeah, Bucks or Raptors? I think if Raptors. they play the Bucks, they're gonna get swept too. Yeah, I like the Ra- Raptors a lot, and I, as I've told you, and this podcast, but um. We'll see what happens, I guess. A lot of upcoming NBA this weekend, though, a lot of interesting games. It, it also comes down to what teams are going to be, you know, uh, trying, right? trying, exactly. Because you have Lakers, Pacers. Like, the Lakers already locked up the number one seed. They lost to um, – who was it just the other day they lost to? 
They lost to Oklahoma City on Wednesday. Oklahoma City, and they lost to Toronto yes. On Saturday. Yeah. Um, so I mean, they locked to the number one seed. Uh, is there any you know point to LeBron's getting older, so he could use a little more rest than you know just to stretch his legs. Um, so we'll see what happens, I guess. But uh, I mean, they are playing every other day, and like I was saying, yes, I think the four games. There's four more games left, and like for each team, like roughly. And that wow. ends next Thursday. And then they have those, you know, if you're close, I think it's close in. enough to play in games. Right. And that'll go for a week. Uh, I think the biggest, that'll be like Portland will be in that. Uh, yeah, I definitely. They're, with it, they're within threshold. I think San Antonio right now. Portland right now is one game back from the Grizz. San Antonio is two games back and the Pelicans are also two games back and the Suns are two and a half. Yeah. So there's a lot to be sorted out. Wow, and the Pelicans the Kings, are still sitting there? Wow. I forgot the Kings are only – the Kings are three games back from the Grizzlies too. Jesus Christ. Lock it happened in four games. And the, Yeah, so the, there is five – what is it, five? Six, six teams fighting for the eighth seed right now in the West. I don't know how they're going to do that because I thought everybody that was within three and a half games gets a chance. But uh, looks I, like think it's only, I think it's only two games. Okay. So right now, so that's that would make Portland. a little more sense. But that's still, Portland, like, like depending on what these schedules are like, we haven't you know gotten in depth with them. But depending on who plays whom, you know, they, we could have we could have like four teams fighting for the eight seed in a play-in, which would be amazing. Right, you know, we never get to see that in, in the NBA. The Grizzlies haven't even won yet in the bubble, and they're the wow, they really seed. haven't. Yeah, they're getting smacked around. Yeah, they lost to San Antonio. They have lost so and far. Did they lose to the? Pelicans the other day? Or they they lost the to Portland. They lost to San Antonio. They lost to the Pelicans. And now they lost to the Jazz. And, bro, they, they do not have an easy schedule. This seems like the NBA set this up. So yeah, this, is, this seems a little orchestrated right here. They got for, OKC. Uh, then they got Toronto, Boston, Milwaukee. Ooh, they might not oh, win my a game in the God. They might not that win is a game. rough one. That sucks, too. Cause I, they're really pushing for – you know they're pushing for Zion to get in then, obviously. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, let's see who the Pelicans have to play. I, I just, like, I just invested in four Zion rookie cards, so I am really hoping that they make it now. To be honest with you, look, listen to this. So the, the the Pelicans play Sacramento, Washington, San Antonio, Sacramento, and Orlando. <laughs> no, not and some of those teams like Sacramento. Those games are important because they're only one game ahead of Sacramento. Yeah, but uh, we know we know the talent that Sacramento has compared right. to New Orleans. Right. Come on. Come on, the NBA set this up. Hey, I'm not mad about it either. I can't be that mad about no, it. No, you can't. This is this is what everybody wants. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we never we never get to see any we never get to see like you know winner go home you know one game play-ins for the NBA and that's that's kind of what every sport wants to lean towards at some point. Um, I'm happy that they took an opportunity to do it because obviously MLB is cashed in with the wild card games, and now this year they're going to have. I don't even want to get into this year, but you know, the one game playoff is what makes the NFL so important, especially in the playoffs, obviously. So that's why every, every, you know, league is trying to replicate that in some way, shape or form. And I think NHL knocked it out of the park. I think NBA is going to knock it out of the park and uh, we'll see what happens with baseball in a couple of months if we get there. But um, this is this, you know, this is what we've been waiting for. I keep saying it every episode. We have deserved this, type of frenzy of sports as fans we've dealt with enough and even on the east coast we're still dealing with it because some people unfortunately don't have power do you, which is do you have absolutely power? insane i do i do i'm very fortunate very blessed i, I never lost power wow but i just i just learned that the other half of my town does not have power it, it, exactly that's just, this is what i don't understand like half like like i'm two block two houses away from a police station so i don't know if that has an impact as to you know like maybe they have priority of putting keeping this power on but um my lights flickered a little bit at one point the other day during the storm and um I, it's just crazy to me though because like half of like mil, like a couple million people in new jersey still don't have power and might not get it back until today's the 6th they might not get it back till the 11th that's what I'm hearing on some uh, of the JCPNL websites, which is hey, insane. That storm, I went up because I live like right near the beach, but I went up there. And those winds are whipping, man. Yeah. And there's, there's a bunch of big trees down. Um, I, I don't know a ton about, you know, the power grid and stuff. All I know is that we have an outdated power grid. Um, yeah. 
I think a lot more power, like a big substations and stuff should be underground. And I know that people can say, Oh, it's easy to say that I get it, but it's 2020. Like it needs to be, um, cause they don't have enough guys to, you know, fix the power when it does go out. And I'm telling yeah. you, like, we don't have great, if you go down any road in New Jersey, there's power lines and then these giant yep. trees. Right, right in front of my house, there was a power line that got detached from the pole, and it was just sitting in the middle of the street. And I don't, th- it, I don't think it was live, but like you know, like people are driving around tree branches and power lines, like it's very dangerous. Right. Um, I know my power is underground, which is funny. Uh, but like down the street from me, it's above ground, right? So like, interesting. Yeah, and uh, you know, I have a a, a house generator. Uh, my dad got one. And he, he like swears by him after the uh, Hurricane Sandy stuff. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, even if we lose power, we get it back. Um, but you know, I don't know. I don't think it's the whole house, but I know it's like you know, big necessities: the heating, cooling, and then um, the refrigerator stuff like that. Uh, you know, so you don't lose your food. Yeah, absolutely. I went to uh, get gas on. I think it was Tuesday night. I think that's when the storm hit. And I went to just a normal gas station, a quick check, and I was there for 20 minutes waiting to to get gas. Um, I I actually, once I finally got to a pump, I just told the guy, I was like, just go take care of other people. It was that packed because everybody has gas tanks and their cars and, you know, there's generators they want to keep online. It's just absolutely insane. Like the whole world goes into like chaos mode when the power goes out and it's really bad. Yeah. It's, it's it's crazy how, it's crazy how first world problems people are though. Oh my God. Power be out for two days and like, Oh God, I can't believe it. Like, look, man, there's places in the world that don't have power. There's places in the world that don't have running water, clean water. Uh, I think we still got to be grateful regardless of, you know, you might not have power for a week. It sucks, but. Yeah. I think it's just with with the rolled into 2020 being just such a shit. 2020 is the worst year in the history of the world. It really is. People are just tired of it. They really are. And I, and I agree. I'm so tired. I was just driving around yesterday trying to find a place to eat dinner. And I'm like, okay, between the places that aren't open and the places that don't have power, I ended up getting freaking like Wawa for dinner. <laughs> like, because that was the only place that was open and where I was able to just, you know, get food. And even yeah. there, I had to wait like 25 minutes to get my food because there's, everybody's going there because everybody else is doing the same exact thing. That's kind of unbelievable. It really, it really is. And thank oh. God we can rely on 24 hour convenience stores. <laughs> I just want to give a quick shout out to the first place, Miami Marlins. Uh, oh my gosh. I said this in the beginning of the year that they would be a lot better than people thought. And There's still I know, a lot of time. I know, I know, but they're five and one and the Braves are eight and five. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like they are in first place. How crazy is that? I can't believe I was looking at the off. standings and I'm like, holy shit, the Cardinals are like three and two. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like this is the season is gonna be so like hopefully they can recover from this and, and just make up the games. But this is so messed up this freaking season. I mean, I know the Marlins have they, they've they kind of, you know, uh, I think they just swept the the, the Baltimore uh, uh, Orioles, but yeah. you know, hey, that still counts. Those wins. And they beat count. them, they beat them ready for this one, they beat them one to nothing and two to one. And four nothing the day before. Oh, and four nothing the day before. All right. And now I think they, they played play a doubleheader. They play them. Yeah, they did yesterday. And yeah. now they play again tonight against Baltimore. And then they go play the Mets for three games. Hey, oh my if they gosh. win three out of their next four, these guys are going to be eight and two. Like, I'm sorry. That's, and they're going to go on win percentage. They're going to go off win percentage. Yeah. They play the Mets seven times, and they play Toronto with one more game. And then they got Atlanta. That'll be a big series if they. That's next weekend. Yeah, if they, they show up to the Atlanta series. If they show up to the Atlanta series and they're in first place and they take two out of three, bro, the, the Miami Marlins might win that goddamn division. Remember we were talking about prior to the season, we're like, yeah, if this season ends up being like Miami versus like Minnesota, you know, like we're, we're not going to consider it a real season. Hey, it's Derek Judah, bro. I'll count it. I'll count and, it. <laughs> and we see the Miami Marlins looking at, at five and one right now and the Twins are 10 and two. It's just crazy. Um, oh man, yeah. I think so far, like we were saying, uh, it's gonna be okay. Right now, the Yankees, the Twins, uh, the A's are in first, but you know, only by a game and a half. It's gonna be like the Yankees, the Twins, the White Sox will probably be in, the Indians will probably be around. Well, you have to factor in all these other teams that are gonna be in there too that you wouldn't expect just because of the new rule. Yeah, I don't love that at all. I kind of hate it. The thing, yeah, uh, the eight teams are making it. In the, uh, yeah, and I think it? what they plan on doing is it's gonna be. There's not going to be like a, a a buy or anything for a series. You no, like, we get to pick. 
Oh, is top, that is that what it is? Or were they going to do like seed, one seed plays the, the eight seed? See, I think it's like that, but I think if that's just uh, hypothetically say the Yankees are the one seed, I think they get to pick who they play out of the five, six, seven, eight seed. Which is <sighs> that, so that, dumb. They're, they're, they're re- yeah, because there's so many like there's so much opportunity for like okay, the Yankees say okay, we want to play like. I don't know. Let's just say Baltimore, you know, makes it in somehow. Baltimore's going to be like, oh, these, these jerks want to pick us? Okay, let's show them up. Like, they won't. It, I feel like they it won't, give, though. I know they, they, won't. I know they <laughs> won't. Baltimore, I guess, is a bad example, but like, hey, the what I'm saying. In, the Baltimore's in the playoffs. It starts today. I'm just saying. <laughs> what a world we live in, bro. What a world. They would be the eight seed technically right now. So we'll, That's we'll disgusting. Go, I'll play them. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with playing the, the O's. Uh, anything else for the, this weekend coming up? Oh yeah, yeah. You you were bringing up the NF uh, the NFL had their opt out day, right? Yes, yes. Today uh, is Thursday or is today yes. Wednesday. Today's I have Thursday. no track. Like I've said, I have no track of days anymore. So yesterday was the f- official opt out day for NFL players uh, if they didn't want to participate in the upcoming NFL season. And I I still find it crazy how NFL is just going to truck along, and, and and I just feel like there's going to be so many. I mean, if they if they learn from the mistakes that MLB has had, then I think they can succeed. But it's going right. to be very interesting because you're talking about double the amount of guys, double the amount of staff, you know, and traveling. Like, look at what's happened with St. Louis. Look at what's happened with Miami. This could easily happen to an NFL franchise. And all of a sudden, you a 55-man roster, all of a sudden you have only 10 guys healthy, you know? Yeah. You saw it with St. Louis, how it just – the numbers keep growing and growing and growing. So the, it really comes down to these players need to be responsible and um, the owners need to make sure that there's safety precautions in place so that nobody deals with this. You know, we want to keep these guys safe and we want to see the best uh, – um, what's the word? The best on the field, I guess, really. I'm looking at it right now, and uh, I, I, I still think the biggest names um, that have backed out or opted out of the season, Marcus Cannon – uh, the tackle for the Pats, Brandon Bolden, running back for the Pats, Dante Hightower. I think he's the biggest name that opted out. Uh, middle linebacker, obviously, again, for the Pats. Um, Cole Wick, the tight end from the Saints. Patrick Chung, also from the Pats. Goldman, Eddie Goldman, really good D tackle for the Bears. Wow, I didn't know he opted out. Uh, yeah, start uh, Lotuilele uh, for the Bills, really good. He just signed a five-year, $50 million extension in 2018. He's opting out. Uh, Marquise Goodwin for the for the Eagles. Um, well, that's Devin a big Funches, one, right? Devin Funches, Nate Solder for the Giants. I'm sure Giants of course. don't care about that. Uh, well, I mean, he what? He you'd rather have him than than nobody. Yeah. Oh, and then the last big name is Damian Williams, playoff Dame for the Chiefs. Of course, yeah, Damian Williams. Yep. Yeah, yep. and then everyone else is just you know guys you've heard of, but see the Chiefs uh, can recover from that though. Oh, Mosley. and Mosley, yeah, for the Jets. Yep. This guy gets a ton of money from the Jets, and now they basically don't have Jamal Adams or C.J. Mosley. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And let me tell you something. I looked just out of curiosity at the NFL Super Bowl odds. There is no value. I see no value right now for anything. The Jets are plus 7,000. I feel like right now they need to be at minimum, like, plus 20,000. You think the Jets are going to get to the Super Bowl after losing two stud defensive players? The Jets might win five games. I I, I don't Jets see. I, I I mean I, I I I don't know what the hell they're gonna do. They're just it's just a they. I guess we'll see what happens. I really am curious to see what the uh, college football impact has on the NFL over time because if there's no college football. How are these guys gonna be ranking these players? You know, you could really hit or miss. You know, as as if it was already difficult enough. I think uh, we're gonna guys. have college football. Believe it or not, I, I don't. I don't know how. I guess I'm still super optimistic about it, but like I, I, I don't know. Um. So what's crazy is Notre Dame. Like you know, we talked about it the other week, but they just released the actual ACC schedule. Um, and the ACC required that all non-conference games are to be played in the teams' respective home states. So Notre Dame could not travel to make a game happen. So now Notre Dame is not playing Navy. They're playing Western Michigan. Like, how, how unbelievable is that? Uh, <laughs> like, what is that? And then we also saw yesterday with UConn, uh, the first, one of the first teams to step out of 
just all college football activities. That makes sense for them. They're, they've been awful for so right. long. Right. So, uh, so refresh my memory. So Notre Dame is also an independent like UConn. I, hope, I think UConn's in the American Conference. Notre Dame's an independent. Okay. Okay. I was curious with that because I, but, I wonder yeah, how they for this year set they're in schedules. the ACC. Right. Right. Gotcha. But no, but this is what I was saying, which was dumb. This is why I think it's dumb. Notre Dame um, and these teams in the ACC, they're all – like Notre Dame is traveling to BC to play. They're traveling, mm-hmm. I think, to Georgia Tech to play. Jesus. They're traveling to North Carolina, and they're playing Wake Forest on the road, which is also, I think, in North Carolina. But Notre Dame cannot play Navy, a team that they've played since 1945 with ties to World War II because Navy kept us afloat and we kept them afloat. Can't play them, but we can go Uh, travel to all these teams. So we can't play one of our big rivals for 75 years, but we can go play Western Michigan. That's great. Wow, that is really stupid. A little stupid, uh, but you know what? If we get college football, I think yeah, I think everybody's going to be yeah, I think everybody will be happy with it at this point. Right. Uh, there's not much to be said about that. Uh, yeah. So we'll we'll got to keep we'll keep everybody updated on that situation. I'm sure we're going to have to wait and see. Um, but uh, right now, I think it's time for some Knicks picks. I think it is. I think you're right. Time for Knicks. Nicky's picks. Picks. Nicholas's picklelesses. Lots of joy. Come at me, bro. You like that? Oh, I like it. All bets are off. So right now I was looking at Saturday. Um, let's see. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm going to take one for tomorrow. I am going to take one for tomorrow. Okay. That's Friday, August 7th. Yeah, because I do like this game a lot, and I think that uh, – I don't know what the exact line is. I don't know what the what the odds are because we don't have that released yet. But I do like the Angels a lot tomorrow. Um, okay. They play in Texas. Um, and Mike Trout has superhuman dad strength. So this is going to be very interesting uh, to see what goes on. I think that the Angels – I didn't check their score from last night, actually, this morning. But they were very competitive. It was 7-6 last time I saw it. Uh, against Seattle, mm-hmm. and it looks like they ended up losing 7-6. Um, so, you know, depending on what happens today, I just still uh, – I think that the Angels are going to take the game on Friday night. Um, I think it should be close odds-wise because both of them are neck and neck for the bottom two in the uh, AL West division right now. Yeah. So I think taking the Angels would be very interesting as long as Otani's not pitching. Ha-ha, mm-hmm. that's a joke. I don't think he's pitching ever again. I think so, too. Um, and then we can go on to Saturday. Um, one of the doubleheaders. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm taking this game, too. The Cole, whatever game Cole Whatever pitches. game Cole pitches. And I, and I, I hate to, to keep picking the Yankees, but it's, it's just like right now they are so profitable. Like, if you, if you take the Yankees minus one and a half every game, you would only have three losses right now. Yep. That's insane. That's unheard of. It's yeah, almost as if the wins. Yankees should be – it's almost as if the run line should be two and a half for every Yankee game because that's how dominant they are right now. It's yeah, I agree. Insane. And they're yeah, still putting good value. So you have Cole who's probably going to pitch all seven innings uh, yeah. if I had to put money on it. Um, his strikeouts I feel like could also hit the over. Um, and I, I, I just whatever, – whatever game Cole pitches, that's the game to bet on, to put the mortgage on. because that's I, I have another game to pick, take. too, by the way. Go ahead. Go for it. I'm going to take the, a Friday night game. I'm gonna, I don't know the line yet because it's not out, but I'm going to yeah. take the Celtics against the Raptors. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. And Coming off I think the, uh, the big win. I'll probably – I'd probably take a money line, but – if the line is like three and a half, two and a half, I'll take the Celtics. Is that uh, anything higher than that? If they're favored or if they're the... – I think they'll be – I think they'll be underdogs. That's what I'm saying. So, I think I'd yeah. probably take them. If it's two and a half, three and a half or more, I'll take the Celtics. If it's one and yeah. a half, I'd probably go money line. Uh, yeah, I think, I think you're right with that money line. I think it's really going to be almost a pick them because the, both of these yeah. teams – both these teams obviously played in the same division and um, – they're very close in the standings, I believe, too, right? Aren't they the 2-3 right now? Yes. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, there is a, a little bit of a drop-off. There's about a four-and-a-half game difference between the two of them. But Boston, you know, definitely looks ready for the playoffs, and so do the Raptors. I like that game a lot. I think you're I, – I, honestly, though, I think I'm taking the Raptors. Yeah, the Raptors? I, yeah. I think it's just to, because – how many games there left? There's four games left. Yeah, uh, so four and five technically they, So technically they did clinch the – the two seed, the Raptors. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm I'm staying off of it, but I do I do uh, I, I find your pick very interesting. Um, and then another game I'm going to take is tomorrow. I don't know if this will be out by then, but it could be. Um, Friday game, the Islanders and the Florida Panthers. I'm going to take the Islanders money. That's line. a great pick right there. The 12 o'clock game. I think they'll they'll finish off that. Series. I think they actually play. I think they play today. No, they play tomorrow. They play tomorrow. You checked. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they put. It I wasn't sure because I thought I heard uh, one of the radio hosts uh, for New York saying it, but all Gucci. Yeah, so I'm gonna take yeah the Islanders on Friday. That's a twelve o'clock game. Hopefully, I can get this episode out by then. Should be able to. Um, yeah, and then the NHL is already like by this Sunday. Those those three game series in the round robin will be over, and then we'll be in. And though I think the playoffs start next Thursday or something, something like that. So, I mean, we're, we're chugging along in the NHL. And the NBA, like I said, I'm pretty sure the playoffs start. I, I think it's on the 20th. I don't see it. Um, I don't see it anywhere, but I'm pretty sure that it's the 20th. Because, so, that, like we said, they have those playing games. Yeah. So, um, tomorrow they do have a line out on Panthers-Islanders. It is Islanders minus 125 right now. That is yeah, a I'll take that. solid, solid value. I'll take that. I think that's, uh, that's an easy one. I think they win that game. Yeah, they, they fought really well yesterday. I was listening on the radio for about a period, and it was just I, – I, I, like, the, even the announcer uh, said at one point, he's like, I can't believe the Islanders have been in the Panthers zone for, like, it's been, like, four, five minutes straight. And I'm like, wow. Like, that's insane. Like, you know, for hockey right. especially. Like, think about, uh, the, think about an NBA team, like, just constantly take getting a steal at half court and keeping it on the, at that side. Exactly. Uh, like it's pretty crazy. Some sad news today. Uh, today, August sixth, Thursday, the day we are recording this. So by the time you guys hear it, it'll be tomorrow. It'll be yesterday. But uh, there was supposed to be a Hall of Fame game tonight in the NFL. It's canceled, uh, obviously. But we were supposed to have some live football on the TV. You hate to see it. To be honest um, with you, I always hate those games. Yeah, but you know it does signal, hey, football's back. That's to yeah. me. That's what it signals, like, hey, football, hey. Look at it. Look at us. We're here. Because uh, usually, you know, right now, all you got is the MLB. Yeah, usually you're in MLB, and it's stretch run, and it gets a little boring sometimes in, in July and August, you know, because teams start to separate themselves. Uh, and usually, you know, that Thursday game is a fun game to watch, but we don't have it this year. But we're good because we have the NHL, NBA, and yep. MLB basically all in playoff mode. So, Honestly, I think we need to find a way. We need to find a way where we can watch as many sports as possible throughout the whole entire year. Live sports. That's really what it comes down to. Hey, and I, I've said it. So if the MLB plays from you know April to, to October, and then the NFL plays from September to February, and the NBA should start in December twenty fifth, and they should yeah. play till August. I, I completely agree with that because especially in the summer when you're, you're like, you know, obviously it's an indoor sport, but you really want, you get that urge to play basketball in the summer when, you know, when you're out with your boys, you go to the local court, you know, and, and you're, you're, you know, just smashing buckets. Well, dude, think about it. So you'd have a championship, you'd have the Super Bowl in February, right? Yep. You have the NHL playoffs from April to, to June. Yep. You have the start of the MLB season. You'd have the NBA playoffs in August every year, like the finals in August. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you would have the MLB stretch run. I also forgot about March Madness in March. So you'd have that. And then you go straight into football with the start of the NHL season. And at the end of football season, right near the end, oh, NBA's back again. Like, I, you would get carried through the year. I, I'd be carried straight through all the time. Yeah, I agree. And people because- are forgetting, by the way, we still have the Masters in November. Wow. Didn't even think of that. Yes. And it would just be very interesting because, you know, usually NBA is competing with NFL because they start up in October. Which they should now be. I, I don't pay attention to the NBA until the NFL is basically – I don't pay attention until February usually. Yeah. I mean, that's when you get, finally get a, an idea of who's going to be in, who the contenders are. But um, 
you know, if they shortened the season a little bit and then started it in December, because I know they've been talking about shortening it to maybe, I think, like, what, like 78 games instead of oh 82 God. or something like that. And then, you know, limiting. They could, and it's probably going to take them the same amount of time because they want to give these players the off days that they've been, you know, fighting for over the past couple of years, I feel like, and less back-to-backs. So it's really interesting to see what could happen. I really think NBA should consider that, though. I mean, I don't see how it hurts them in any knowing way. the NBA, knowing the NBA, and they have the best commissioner in sports, Adam Silver. They'll probably do something like that, um, just because. Like I, I think the NBA, in my opinion, is probably the second most watched sport besides football. And then the only America. other thing you have to consider also is the draft getting pushed back for um, the NBA. See, I don't think you do though. I think what you could do is you could still draft in June. Um, mm-hmm. kind of like how the MLB drafts in the middle of their season. Like mm-hmm. they just draft. Um, it's a good point. It's a fair point. I didn't even think of that. And you could put a rule in that, you know, that says, Hey, they can't play until the next season and that'd be fine. And you could still have the summer league. So you could literally be in the middle of the playoffs and, you know, during the day while, you know, let's just say your team's out, you could watch your team during the day and then at night you get the playoff game. Yeah. I think they can figure it out. If anyone can figure it out, it'll be the NBA. They're always they're yeah, so good at yeah. doing that stuff. So Silver is by far the best commissioner in, of the four major sports right now. Not even close. Not, it's even, not close. even close. I agree. Um, yeah. So that I mean, we'll see how that goes. But I think they, they'll lean towards something like that. I guess we'll see after the season because they're not going to be done until October at this point. Um, like the finals are scheduled for October. So I mean, we got. They're not scheduled for August. Basketball left. Oh no! Yeah, the schedule is. You're telling me they're scheduled for October? Yeah, we got a lot of basketball left. Wow, a lot of basketball left. Loving it. I'm loving it. Lots of basketball left to be played. I can promise you, there's a lot of basketball to be played, which is awesome. I mean, who doesn't want that? I'm, I'm, I'm excited, man. We got. We're gonna have football, hockey, baseball, all at the same time. Oh my god! And basketball all at the same time. We deserve it. Hey, just keep our fingers crossed that COVID doesn't uh, pull any bullshit. That's, uh, that's all I can say. Well, by the time it would, I feel like that it's – then we're going to be hitting up the, the November, the December. That's when we have to really worry about it, uh, making a comeback. So I, I think that we'll have an NBA champion. We'll have an NHL Stanley Cup winner. And hopefully we'll have a World Series winner at that point. I really hope so. Yeah, because if we have to just tolerate NFL being the only team, uh, the only league that gets canceled, I mean, it would be no sports again, which obviously we can endure for a certain period of time. But um, it would hey, suck. If there's no, no football, NFL. man, if there's no football, I, that's going to be a tough time. See, that's because you know that's a good point because we haven't dealt with no football yet, uh, like when it's normal, you know, during its normal time. You know, we, we, we were fortunate enough to have a Super Bowl crowned and then COVID took over the world. Yeah, we need, we need football, man. Um, there needs to be football. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't care if they're all wearing hazmat suits. They got to play football. You got to play football. Football needs to be played. It has to be. It, it would be devastating if there was a fall without football. That's all I can say about that. All right. So we'll recap Nick's picks here. Um, we're going to take on Friday night. We're going to take a little bit of Angels Rangers. Uh, let's take the Angels um, money line, I assume, just because we don't have the line yet. And yes. then on Saturday, whatever game Garrett Cole is pitching, slam the Yankees, slam one, minus one and a half, whatever you have to do, because that game is probably a complete game for Garrett Cole in that sense. Right, and I'm taking the, the Garrett Cole game as well, and I'm also taking Boston on Friday night against Toronto. I'll probably take a money line. Uh, we'll see what the line comes out at. Uh, if they're underdogs, I'll probably take Boston on the line. And I know Nick wants to take Toronto uh, more than likely on the money line, and if it's a low line, he'll probably take them on the line. So uh, Yeah, that's not an official pick, but I, I, I do like Toronto a little more than Boston. Yeah, but those are Nick's picks, and today was Nick's pick squared. So uh, there you go. Uh, with the Nick Squared Show, uh, it's just you know it's just what we do here. Oh, we just take games and we'll, we'll, we'll make money. Um, so I think we're gonna wrap it up here. But I just wanted to you know give a little preview to what we're gonna be up to this next month. Uh, me and Nick Larosa specifically, and I think Pat when he gets back, we're gonna be doing a little more NFL 
fantasy football stuff. Um, I know we're getting to that time where people are starting to look and see what they're gonna, who they're going to take and who they're not going to take, where their draft order is. Um, I'm a huge fantasy football guy. I know Nick is as well. So yeah, I, I consider myself a fantasy football fan because I really don't associate with an NFL team, to be honest. Right. As mo- most people hate me for that, but I really don't care. Hey, man. But I love fantasy. It, it, fantasy football is just as fun. So we'll get into some of that stuff. Uh, maybe we'll do like a mock, you know, first two rounds at some point. Uh, love that next, idea. Next month. Yeah, so we'll do something like that. Maybe me, you, and Pat, we can pick for teams and whatever. But, if anybody uh, has questions, you know, we can always we'll do our best to answer them with our knowledge of sports. Our lack of knowledge, basically, is what it is. But, hey, <laughs> I, I've won some fantasy leagues in my, in my time. So. Me too. Uh, anything else, Nick, before we, uh, we, we say see you to everybody? I think that's all from me. Um, just have a, a great weekend and enjoy these doubleheaders. Lots of, lots of baseball this weekend, man. Uh, lots of sports in general. It's good to, you know, be able to talk about it. Uh, it's good to even have something on TV to watch. I swear to God. It's just, it just feels right. Um, oh, my God. I told, you, I told you in the last episode I got the new two TV set up. It is working like a dream in my house. It's gas. It's gas. Oh, in college, my- we had four. We had four. Oh, my we gosh. Go. We were ready to go at all times in college. It's nothing that- like a, a Sunday, bro. We'd watch Red Zone on one TV. Oh, and my we'd God. We'd all have our teams. Um, streaming on the other ones so we'd have like the giants eagles vikings it was insane. That's phenomenal it's the best uh, but yeah that'll do it for episode 24 of send help we are almost at a quarter century uh we're starting to pick up speed <laughs> uh, the, i guess episode 25 will be without pat uh maybe we'll try to, I'm, I'm gonna try to talk to him and see if we can get him in for 15 minutes or so but yeah uh, let's see if we can pull him away from the craps table that's right um but other than that <laughs> like nick said everybody have a good weekend i hope you guys win some money And uh, we'll talk to you guys later. See ya. For the latest updates on the show, follow us on Twitter at sendhelp underscore the pod. You can listen to us live every week on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just search send help semicolon the podcast. That's send help semicolon, you know, the thing with two dots, the podcast. 